0: Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker, and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered, and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Romani, diva of magic, is a magician, speaker, dog lover and baker of bread that is dangerously delicious. She performs her one-woman comedy magic show around the world, making people wonder and smile. Winner of the prestigious Las Vegas World Magic Awards and invited to perform for Prince Charles and family, she travels the world headlining on luxury cruise ships and working in beautiful theatres. She believes in real magic and has an extraordinary story to tell. Hi Romani, welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast
1: maybe hey, Anne,
0: hi. I'm really happy um, that you're on, on today because I love this uh, whole theme that we've got going on, magic. So what I'd like to do first is let's talk to the listeners about you know, how you got into magic and a bit more about your story. Well,
1: people always assume that magicians started young. But I didn't, when I was young, I wanted to be Judy Garland. So I was really stage struck. I used to watch all these, you know, the wonderful films with Fred Astaire and Judy Garland. And and I wanted to be, that was to be on Broadway with lights and dressing rooms with a star on the door. And I was totally stage struck. Um, and I never even saw a magician. It didn't come into my head. Um, I wanted to be a ballerina. That's, you know, like a beautiful thin ballerina. And so I went to ballet classes and all that. But to cut a long story short, and obviously I'd go into it much longer in the book and things, but I didn't get to be that because at 15 I, I got into puberty and I got a really good set of bosoms, which I still got. I think, like what, I, what have I got? I think a double G, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, and hips and everything else. And you can't be like that if you want to be a ballerina. You know, you have to be, even now to be a dancer, you really have to be slim. So I gave up and it was a tragedy. And, um, and at university I thought, well, I can be an actress, but then that still didn't work. So I got a proper job. And it was only after six years at the proper job when I ended up having a breakdown because it was so stressful and not following my dream that I said, I'm going to be a performer no matter what. But at the time, I'd never, still hadn't seen magic. And so I said, I'm going to be a juggler <laughs> to my surprise parents. And everybody else who said, well, what do you mean you're going to be a juggler? And I was like, I'm going to be a juggler. Because um, I've learned juggling at university, as you do. Um, and, um, but it was only then that I went to magic class, magic evening class. And I saw that. And from the first class, I don't really know how, my heart knew. And I was like, I'm going to be a magician. And so I started at 26. And so I'm now 51. So it's been a long time of learning magic. because You never stop
0: yeah i love that and you yeah. mentioned your book before did you want to talk a little bit about your book just so that listeners well, know what that one know, is you know what so,
1: i work on cruise ships a lot well i did until this coronavirus stopped all um now i'm at home a person on the ship a wonderful guy on the ship he said you should every time he asked me a question and i'd give an answer he said you should write a book so after i've written the book now when everyone asks me a question which they always do how did you start are there any women in magic all these questions i sort of want to snap at them read the book because it's all there so yeah i've written a book about a very honest book about the real story which is you know what i which i didn't tell anyone until i wrote the book i had this big big secret that i didn't know basically about an eating disorder my whole life and i didn't tell anyone until 2 years ago when i put it out the book so now Even my audiences will hear the real story, which as a performer, usually it's very high gloss. You don't tell people your secrets that maybe you're not very proud about. So, yeah, so I tell the real story in that, which is impossible to tell in a few minutes. But Mm. basically, what I like about that is that when people read the real story, they go, oh, because they know all the adventures and work behind being a magician and why it took me so long. Cause it took me a good 17 years from that first magic class to having a good show. And, and, and the reason for that is, is many, but yeah, they're, they're all in the but Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love that. And when you actually started sharing your story, did you find that it created a bit more connection with your audience? Is that one of the reasons why you did it? Or?
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? I've never actually shared my story with an audience apart from when I did my first keynote speaking with you mm-hmm. at the retreat in Fiji. Mm-hmm. So that was the first time I'd actually spoken my story. Mm-hmm. So before that, I'd just written it in the book. Now, I I didn't share the story with audiences and I still don't because, A, I don't have time. I've got 45 minutes to do magic and it's probably not the right place. But doing a speech about persistence and about never giving up is the right place. And, you know, I've been doing magic for 17 years and it's funny because right now i'm not doing it because with the coronavirus they've stopped all shows and all theaters and all cruise ships so for the foreseeable future i mean i could it could be two months of not performing at all which to be honest i'm quite liking because it's very stressful performing and i know i will come back to it you know because the world will become right again hopefully but right now i'm much more interested in talking to people about persistence and talking to people about overcoming your obstacles and especially living above your demons. I love this phrase, living above your demons, even if you don't manage to defeat them. Because that's what I found in my life. All these people would try and help you to stop doing what you were doing, all these self-sabotaging practices. And I never managed to, I just didn't manage to. And I felt like I I was a failure until I saw the, the Dr. Marvel film where there was a line, you can live above your demons, even if you don't manage to defeat them. I go, yeah, I'm living a fantastic life, mainly joyful. And yes, I've still got crap going on in my life, but actually I would say a good 70% of it, maybe 80, maybe higher at times is wonderful and joyful. And that's what I wanted to talk to people about and especially young people because a a lot of our young people maybe going up to 30 because of 50. I now think that anyone under 30 is young (laughs) and I see them really struggling and you want to tell them, don't you, as an older person, it is, it is fine. It's, it's, and I hate that word, but you can reach for a happier life even if you've got your, Your demon's going on. And that is what we need to do. You know, keep searching for a happier feeling, a happier feeling, a happier feeling, a little bit happier. Like today, you know, with everything we're going on, what can we appreciate? In England this morning, the sun is shining. My garden is bursting into spring. Um, Even though I'm packing up my house to leave it, I, I have a house, so I can appreciate that. And, and I have things to pack up, so I can appreciate that. And I have a band to pack them in, and I have a place to go. So even though things are difficult, maybe, we can keep, and that's the key. So now in my life, that's that's my passion, actually, of, of talking to people about that. Because that's what's interesting, I find.
0: <laughs> you know? yes, definitely. And have you found that magic has given you that voice like it's given you that reason to persist because you were talking about persistence so magic yeah. is the thing that it did take you yeah. a long time to do yeah yeah so when i started at 26 27 um there wasn't the
1: internet which sounds crazy doesn't it um but so and also as a woman the male magicians it's a very male dominated thing and traditionally people passed it down from man to man so as a woman People weren't interested in teaching me. In fact, didn't te- you know they'd do a trick for me and then put it away in their pocket and wouldn't teach me. Like, so, so to begin with, it well, forever it took me such a long time. And as as a woman in magic, all the magic things are, are for male clothing. You know, for for trousers and waistcoats and jackets. And so I had to invent. I take a classic trick and I had to invent it for myself. I had to. Totally invent my own way of doing things because there wasn't really any there weren't any women role models now um apart from that finding how, how to invent the magic, which took me a long time, I also had an eating disorder I had bulimia, so I was um, doing at least three hours of exercise a day while also having bulimia, so I was doing far more um, time exercising than I was practicing magic and because I was ill i Often couldn't, you know, get myself together to practice magic. So it took a very long time to get to get the magic together and to get over bulimia. So that is what really taught me persistence. And I see it as a huge gift because I didn't give up because I was so determined. I kept shouting to myself. I wrote down in my notebook every day, I am a world star of magic. And that means to me that if you were putting on a world-class variety show, then you would want me to be in your show. And it was really only in September in Orlando, just gone. Because I had said to myself, you know what, I didn't really make it to be a world star of magic, but that's okay. I'm having a great life. But then in this show in Orlando, to 800 magicians, I looked at the lineup, which were all world stars of magic. And I was doing the whole of the first um, set. I was doing 45 minutes of the opening show. Because he'd asked me to. And I got a huge standing ovation. I'm not saying this to brag at all, but it was, I'm saying that I had thought I hadn't made it. I thought I wasn't good. And then I had to think, actually, I I have made it. But now, ironically, that's not even very important to me. Because now what's important to me is passing on the knowledge about persistence and especially living above your demons. Because that's, that's that's what my heart is interested in now. And hence the book. You know, and and now, if I had to weigh up getting a booking for a really good show, and having people write to me saying you've helped me, then then the people writing to me weigh more in the gold of my heart, much much more than just making people happy with magic show. So, and then I think this is this thing of you know, there's a maiden, mother, and crone, isn't there? And <clears throat> so my maiden is like, what do be a magic show? What do what do be a magic star? But the mother is, you know, going around doing magic shows and now the crone has the wisdom of going, okay, and I now want to pass on my wisdom and still make people laugh, which is fantastic, but that passing that on. And that was the thing. So do, with our Fiji, because, you know, you probably told all your listeners that we went to this amazing Fiji thing. And I went to do my magic show and it's keynotes, new keynote speech for Elizabeth Gilbert because her book, Big Magic, got me to write my book. And the story was that last year I jumped off a cruise ship, literally, to get on a train to London to give her the book. And I blew up 50 golden balloons and I wore a golden catsuit and, and it all went wrong. I wasn't allowed in. The receptionist said, you can't go in like that. Mm-hmm. So I had to leave my beautiful wrapped up book for her and my balloons outside and I went in. But that's when she started talking about persistence. I, with me standing in the corner for five minutes, she said, never give up. And that's when everyone was writing the notebooks and I crept to the front. No one saw me, put my book on the front of the stage and ran away and jumped on my cruise ship. That was last year, but I never, ever heard anything. And that's why I went to Fiji halfway around the world to give it to her and write and talk about persistence. But I couldn't have known. I thought my keynote speech would be a bit dull. It's the first time I've done it. I'd probably forget things. But I was fine with that because I'm a beginner at this genre. I couldn't have known the love that I got when I walked out from these 150 women. And I couldn't have known the laughter and it was funny and it was joyful. And so that's my whole point. If you persist, you never know what joy is ahead of you. If you, you When I was very ill still only like three years ago. And I said to my angel, what if I never shake this, this like iron hook that has me wriggling? You know, I'm still bulimic. I'm still in this crap. And my angel said in my little, in my head, keep walking, put one foot in front of the other because you never know what joy lies ahead. And that's what I want to tell people. You've got to keep walking because you never know what joy lies ahead. Just never know. I couldn't have known that Liz Gilbert would run up and give me a hug and take the book. And then I'd meet these 150 wonderful women. I couldn't have known that when the receptionist last year said, you're not coming in like that. And I was like, so disappointed. I couldn't have known this. So this, this is the thing. Keep walking. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I loved your story when I heard it in your keynote and it was just, there was a lot of humor in it. It was wonderful. It was mesmerizing to listen to. And what I always think about with when it's that type of thing what really gets you in, there is magic in that keynote, isn't it? Like and I know you do magic, the physical magic, the tricks and things, but to me that's just a vehicle for you to get your magic across yeah. with, you know, your persistence. And and definitely being older, we can see that. We can look back and we do want to get that message saying, Look, keep going, you will get there. And it's so worth it if you just yeah. keep trying. It really is, and you can 't know that
1: when you 're twenty mm. or twenty five or thirty or even thirty I mean at forty five i couldn 't have known this at forty five i 'm still not in a great place i mean much better, but it, you want to tell everybody it gets better mm. doesn 't it i mean mm. often i 'm not saying for everybody because people have health difficulties and everything but And, you know, and I learned only at the age of 46, I I, I looked at a lot of Abraham Hicks in this. this, I didn't really like the secret per se, but Abraham Hicks, I really liked. And their, their teaching is search for a better thought, search for a better feeling, look for things to appreciate. And when you do that then life definitely gets better. So I just, I mean, I must admit, I, I, it's England and it's the morning, it's eight o'clock in the morning, and I my alarm clock was on for 7.30, and when it went off, I was like, in my head. <laughs> and then immediately, my practices in the morning is to lie in bed still and to appreciate the sheets, the sunlight coming in, my pillow, I have a bed, there is a shower, I have clothes to put on, you know, until I'm in a good space, enough to get up. <laughs> and then, The idea is to carry on
0: doing it all day. And when I do do that,
1: life is definitely
0: better. Mm, Yeah. There's definitely magic in the practices, isn't there? Like I have learned that, I mean, and I love what you were talking about living above the demons is that to me, I do bucket list stuff. And back when I was 40, 10 years ago, I realized that I was doing when I was happiest was when I was moving past all my demons and going, Hey, I'm climbing mountains. I'm running, I'm doing all these different things that, and now I call it bucket listing because I'm a bucket list coach. But to me, that, there's magic in that, in going out there and living every day, isn't there? Definitely.
1: And actually, you know, to, so in, I've got to pack up my house and leave in like two days. And usually I would go running, but I'm putting it off. But actually, it's probably a better idea to go for a run. But sometimes, sometimes you have to prioritise things. Yeah. But most of the time, it's better to do those things, isn't it? Um, you mentioned magic. So I agree with you. It, the magic I do on, on stage, yes, it's tricks. And, I, and I'm reminding people about that the world is illusion. You know, I'm doing a trick and it's funny. But I'm saying, look, nothing is. I love that phrase by Shakespeare. Nothing is but what is not. I, and look at our world. Two weeks ago, or three, or when we were in Fiji a month ago, this wasn't reality. And now this is our reality. The world changes, some of them. But the magic I love is that when you think of something, you make it so. Mm. This thoughts become things, which Mike Dooley, Tooley teaches a lot. And we, as humans, we have this amazing capacity that when we think of things and we focus on them, we make it come true. And then that becomes our reality. Again, we met Liz Gilbert last month. Mm. Uh, I'm now going to live in a Buddhist center next week <laughs> with my husband. And I'm going to be... Um, filing Buddhist statues. I mean, mind you, I didn't think about that. I didn't create that. <laughs> That's just the thing. But again, I'm going to be speaking to big audiences. That's my new frontier about persistence and anything else. And and I've thought about that for years. So things we think about become true. And and the magic is you you can't even imagine what invisible forces are in play to help you. That's the real magic. You think of something, you decide that's what you want. You let it out into the universe. And then all these unforeseen wheels and cogs grind into motion to help you. That's what's extraordinary. That's, it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's why you have to persist because those little, you know, I have this sort of picture in my head of like a golden clockwork, you know, And if you YouTube, there's some really good animations on YouTube. If you Google them, you can see this golden clockwork. That doesn't almost have emotions. That keeps cracking on until it helps you reach the golden point of desire. Mm -hmm. And if you give up too soon, it can't help you. You know? And that's why you have to persist and allow these unforeseen forces to help you. Because who knows, now I'm being a bit like, mm, I'm gonna go and live in the Buddhist center and my freedom. But who knows, maybe this is absolutely the material for my next book. Maybe while I'm doing a nine to five, which I need to do to be a resident at the Buddhist center with my teeth ground, maybe my new magic act will spring into my head. You know, who knows, you just have to keep going. And allow the magic to unfold. This is what mm. I
0: find it fascinating. Mm. No, I love it because, to me, I'm often saying to people, see the magic in every day. Be okay with not knowing what's going to happen. Put out there what you want, and just see what's going to happen out there. Because I love that. So that's what I'm talking about. You're seeing that magic in the everyday things, especially yeah. the everyday things. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I think maybe, and I'm talking to myself here. I think maybe we have to appreciate more the magic that's happened because. Yeah. I'm a bit like once, once, once it's done, I'm onto the next thing. And actually maybe it's time to really look at what's happened. The magic you've already created mm. and, and appreciate that before going, before going to the next thing. Um, I did a really good questionnaire where it said about what personality type are you? And I'm all, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the sort of person that thinks of something, does it. And then they dismiss it and they're on to the next thing. Um, and, and if you're a person like this the advice was put a list on your fridge of everything you've accomplished like a da list so that you so because otherwise you feel like you haven't accomplished anything mm. because I haven't accomplished um I want to be a, a, a in-demand keynote speaker that's my new frontier I've only done one but already <laughs> I'm beating myself up a bit for not having the phone off the hook for people inviting me to be their keynote speaker <laughs> it's like love, you're a beginner. Wait do a wait a bit and you know, rather than going, Well, I haven't I have achieved that. It's like you know, it's mad. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna write my list on my new fridge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, Rami, thank you so much for talking with me today about magic and persistence. I've loved it. I could talk forever on this stuff, and especially with you, because it's so entertaining. Yeah, I love well, it. I could too. I could talk all day. <laughs> so if our listeners want to uh, contact you or find out more about you, where's the best place for them to go? So um, I'm on Facebook now. All my
1: friends, I've got 5,000 friends who I probably don't know, but, but if you look on Facebook, you can like my page and follow me. And that's just Romany, R-O-M-A-N-Y. But when I look on Facebook, it says, it says diva of magic. So that's maybe where you find me. On Instagram, I'm magic Romany. Twitter, I don't really do, but that's Romany sequin, but I don't really do that. And, and I'd love you all to read the book and invite me. Um, and that is fun. It's on Amazon. If you're in Australia, it's cheap on book Depository because they have free shipping. Um, but it's on Amazon and Book Depository and it's called Spun Into Gold, The Secret Life of a Female Magician. And and it's on Audible with me reading it to you. And I love the fact that someone said, I'm listening to your book right now. So if the end of the world comes, the last thing in my ear will be your voice. <laughs> so that's on Audible as an audio book written, read by me. And and, and I, I love people writing to me to say they've read it and, and why it's helped them and what they're gonna do now, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah i love it i'm sure they'll all be going out and getting the book because i certainly will be thank you so much romany thank you so much leanne and take care igniters how magically delightful speaking with a true magician who has an extraordinary story if you want to find out more about romany buy her book spun into gold the secret life of a female magician or find her on instagram and facebook